truly I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. For this is the day that the Lord has made. Humbled as always to be, have the privilege and the responsibility and the burden to stand behind this sacred desk. And so I'm grateful for Pastor Haynes and his absence for the invitation and for Pastor Jason for your constant encouragement to me. I am so grateful. I have uh, two very special people in the house today. I have to make sure I acknowledge my mother and my grandmother are here. If you would just wave your hand. In the back. Amen. This is my grandmother's first time seeing me here uh, preaching. So I'm so elated just to have her in the house all the way from Oxford, Mississippi, man. So we are so glad. With my Mississippi folks, just wave your hand real quick. Mississippi in the house, all right. Yes, Lord. So we are just thankful and glad that my grandmother is worshiping with us today. I do call your attention to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. That's all right, sir. That's all right. And for those of us who read our Bibles, sometimes it is between Proverbs and Song of Solomon. Ecclesiastes. Chapter 9, <clears throat> and we will begin at verse 11. And if you just excuse me, I rode up to the parking lot this morning and I just couldn't seem to get on the parking lot good before this song just came to mind. Just another day. That the Lord has kept me. Just another day. That the Lord has kept me. Say that one more time. Yeah. Just another day 
somebody know I've been kept and then in 2022 I think we all can say that's enough to praise God for hallelujah chapter 9, and we will look at verse 11. I read in your hearing from the New Revised Standard Version, but your version, whatever version you have, will read in like manner. Again, I saw that under the sun, the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to the skillful, but time and chance happen to them all. Again, I saw under the sun, that this race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to the skillful, but time and chance happen to them all. Let us pray. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Oh God, help us to hear from you seamlessly, intentionally, 
and with clarity that someone might be lifted and someone might come to know who you are. It is in the name of Jesus the Christ we pray. Amen. It's not given to the swift. The battle not given to the strong. Time and chance happen to them all. I would that we would reflect together on this short thought, making it. Making it. Beloved, for centuries, there have been scholars and theologians who have tried to make sense of God. Questions have abounded on concerns like the omnipotence of God. In other words, is God all-powerful? On the omniscience of God, is God all-knowing? On the omnipresence of God, can God be everywhere all the time? And the omnibenevolence of God, in other words, is God all-loving? And we believe all these things to be true about God, but at one point in time, there were those who doubted this. And I believe that the seminarians in the room are well aware of the church fathers, those men who made claims about scripture that have been cemented into doctrine today, those African church fathers like Augustine and Athanasius and Tertullian and the Greek men who have been well respected in their perspectives on scripture and theology with the goal of trying to stand against the heresies and were, that were popping up during those times and standing against those who claimed that their writings held the same weight as those in scripture. These church fathers tried to clean up the commentary about God and about scripture just as the church was launching off the ground in the Roman Empire. Yeah, beloved, questioning God is not new. You see, we don't have to turn to the church fathers to find examples of making sense out of God. You see, many of us today still find ourselves in moments where, if we are honest, we're still trying to figure out who God is. We know what scripture says. We, we know what the faith is. We know the faith that we professed. Yet there are moments where we wonder, is God really there? And it's okay. I've already written it down. I'm not going to get many amens on this sermon, so I'm just going to preach anyway. And so I came this morning to talk to a group of believers who find themselves in the middle. Yeah, I find I'm here to talk to a few people who uh, believe in God, but tend to have a faith that is in black and white. You see, this group believes that if I would just serve God with my whole being, if I would just dot all my I's and cross all my T's, that God would allow me to avoid suffering. That if I would just go to church every Sunday, if I would just say amen in the right places, that, that God would put favor upon my life. That if I would just pray every day, pray without ceasing, just like the Bible says, that God would grant my every desire. 
that if I'm a good Sunday school student, that if I'm first in the waiting room on the Zoom Bible study, that God would honor my faithfulness. You see where I'm going. But unfortunately, the church has not done the best job of informing these believers that God is not a vending machine. That what you put in is not necessarily what God is going to give back. And I have to just say this because I believe this is the root of the problem that some have allowed the gospel story to become hijacked by a prosperity narrative rooted in blinded individualism. That if you just tithe faithfully, God will grant your every wish. If you would just sow a seed, if you would just give four payments of 1995, that, that God would hear your every wish. And now they've gotten so good that the message sounds even more corporate. If you would become a partner in ministry. You see, the church has been bamboozled into thinking that if I do this, God will give me that. Somehow we have either forgotten or we have ignored altogether that S word that stands for sovereign. That S word that means that God can do what God wants to do. That God can do what God wants to do when God wants to do it. That God can do what God wants to do and for whatever reason God chooses. That God can build and God can destroy. That God can cause leaders to rise and he can cause leaders to fall. That God can reign on the just and. But thank God for the word. For this morning, the text before us squashes all of that. Yeah, the book says the fastest runner ain't always going to win the race. (laughs) The strongest fighter ain't always going to win the battle. The rich ain't always got to be smart. The lucky one ain't always got to be the most skilled. And so let me put it to you how the elders used to say it. Sometimes I'm up. Sometimes I'm down. Reverend Paul Jones said it like this. I've had some good days. (laughs) And I've had some bad days. The saints used to sing, I wonder what I have done to make this race so hard to run. Beloved, everybody in this sanctuary under the sound of my voice has had to experience making it. Yeah, every last one of us has heard that refrain once before. You ask somebody how they're doing and they respond, child, I'm making it. And if some of us were real this morning, we've said the same thing at least once before too. I'm making it. And my mentor, Dr. Lawrence Ever Carter Sr. would tell us to be careful when you ask someone how they're doing because you just might find out the honest answer, making it. And so I believe this morning that this is a word for the moment that we're living in. So many of us are just trying to make it. Food prices high. 
gas high, mortgages and rent high, violence in our country high, violence in our schools high, political instability high, racism high, and our capacities to sustain all of this is low. You see, if I could poll the room and ask how many of us have bounced back from the pandemic, I'm not sure I would get many hands up. Because if we're honest, COVID took a toll not just on our physical health, but on our mental health and the stability of our relationships and the strength of our spirituality, and yes, even the number and amount in our bank accounts. And I know that's not a good place to shout because it doesn't sound churchy, and that news doesn't make you feel good, but you know my prayer this year has been, God help me to deal with the stuff I've been dragging for so long. God help me to address the weight that has consistently held me down because the truth is I'm tired of saying I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm tired of turning to my neighbor and repeating stuff I don't believe. I'm tired of feeling good off of temporary high and going back into the same mess I left. I'm tired of acting strong when I know I'm falling apart. I'm tired of putting on a front like I'm well when I know I'm not well. I need God to help me. And I wonder if I have a witness in the room that has said the same thing. Lord, I need you to help me. Somebody in this room has had to get to a place where you've had to put the church jargon in the kitchen drawer. You had to let go of the catchy church phrases and the cliches and just say, Lord, I need your help. I can't keep acting like I'm good. I, I, I can't keep pretending that my family is all right. I, I can't keep making it look like my marriage is strong. I can't keep acting like my faith is at 100. Lord, I need help. All right. And I'm thankful for the text this morning. You see, Ecclesiastes is considered one of those books in the Bible known as wisdom literature. You see books like Job and Proverbs and in Psalms, you see they all contain what, what scholars call wisdom literature. You see, wisdom literature helps us to contend with questions like, why does God all allow bad things to happen to good people? Questions like, why do the wicked seem to always prosper? if God really loves me, why is this happening to me? This means that wisdom literature's primary aim is to help us to deal with the heavy philosophical questions and concerns about life. And I've got news for you this morning. Ecclesiastes, the book that you just, the text that you just heard in your hearing, this book, according to scholars, seems to be the most contradictory book in the Bible. Read it when you get some study time. You'll see it. It appears to go against everything written in the rest of this holy book. Some say it was written by Solomon, but we're not really sure who the writer is. And that person probably wanted to keep it that way so that they could say what they really wanted to say. 
You see, the writer in Ecclesiastes is clearly not beating around the bush, where the focus is on this idea that our lives are finite, that none of us is meant to stay here. You see, we are familiar with that passage that says, to everything there is a season. But what I love about this book is that it reminds us that we ought not get so wrapped up in our own lives that we forget who made our life in the first place. <laughs> Beloved, we ought not get confused and think that life is always cause and effect. That the more we try to figure out God, the more we find ourselves back at the starting line. The more we try to make claims about who God is, the more we see that God is so much more. Yeah, and as, as pessimistic as this writer seems and as unpreachable as this book seems, it shouted me so. Because if we go to the end of the book, there is a clause that made me happy. You see, if you just scroll a few pages over to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. And you see, I don't want to read the whole verse because there is just something that excited me about that first clause. It says, remember your creator. Church folk don't know how to connect the dots and shout. You see, our scripture this morning told us, in fact, I love how the Message Bible started it. It said, the Message Bible says, I took a walk around the neighborhood. And I realized on this earth that the race is not always to those who run fastest. The battle is not always given to those who know how to fight. How much money you have ain't always got to do with how much you work for it. That every now and then when we will find ourselves low on luck. Every single one of us, beloved, if you choose to take your faith seriously, will find yourself dealing with the hard questions of life. Sometimes you'll wonder, God, why me? God, what did I do to deserve this? And the writer of our text doesn't have the answers to life's questions. But the end of the book simply says, remember your creator. And I wonder if there's one witness in the house this morning who can testify that, yes, I've had my share of trouble. That, yes, I've had my share of problems and pain. That I've even had some hills to climb. But you can testify this morning that when you remembered your creator, <laughs> that you remembered who gave you the strength to climb those hills, <laughs> that when you remembered your God, when you remembered your creator, you remember the God who, who touched you with a finger of love, who, who greeted you this morning with a new batch of mercies. You, you had to stop and say, thank you. You see, I love the text this morning, beloved, because it reminds us that while we're out here running after life, trying to figure out all of life's questions, we have to stop and remember who gave us the life in the first place. Yeah, while we're out here trying to figure out how we're going to make it and, and, and how, how, how we're going to stop and think about what we're going to do next, that God is the one who gave us it all in the first place. And I wonder if there's one believer who can agree with me that I've learned to have a this far praise. Yeah, I, I, I come to thank God for, for a this far 
You see, just like the songwriter said, we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord and, and trusting in his holy word, for he never failed us yet. Oh, yeah, this morning I'm remembering my creator. Yeah, the one who is our refuge and our strength. I remember my creator, the one who said he would give me perfect peace if I would keep my eyes stayed on him. I remember my creator, the one who told me to fear not, for he is with me. I remember my creator, the one who's been my leaning post. I remember my creator, the one who's been my all in all. I remember my creator, the one who gives me strength when I am weak. You're not going to shout. I'm going to just shout myself and just talk about my creator. The, the, the one who said that I can let you live through it even when I don't bring you out of it. I remember my creator, the one who said, I've got you in the palm of my hand. I remember my creator, the one who said, my yoke is easy and burden is light. I remember my creator, the one who sent a poor Palestinian Jew into this old world. I remember my creator, the one who sent, one who was purely human and purely divine. The one who sent power wrapped up in poverty. The one who sent a savior to redeem the world. The one who sent someone to die just to raise him back to life. I remember my creator. That's all right, you'll get it in a minute. I remember my creator. Because when I remember my creator, I remember that, yes, I can make it. Yes, I can take it. Yes, I can stand it. Yes, I can go through it. Yes, I can tolerate it. Yes, I can run it. Yes, I can fight it. Yes, I can climb it. Yes, I can tunnel through it. When I remember my creator, I realize that I can do all things. things through Christ who strengthens me. Beloved, I'm going to my seat, but I go to my seat praising God because I realize that I'm making it now because I've already made it. I'm going to let that soak in. I'm going to let that marinate real quick. I said I'm making it now because I realized that I've already made it. You see, somebody is shouting this morning about making it because they know who let them make it before. Somebody is shouting this morning because you know that God has let you make it through some storms. Somebody is praising God because you know God has allowed you to make it through flood and fire. Somebody is shouting this morning because you know God has helped you to make it before. Somebody is shouting this morning because you know God has helped you to make your rent. 
God has allowed you to make your groceries. God has allowed you to make it through unruly children. God has allowed you to make it through dysfunctional relationships. God has allowed you to make it through troubles and pain. I shout this morning because I know that I can make it because I serve a God who helped me make it before. And so guess what? I can smile because I don't have to run the race the fastest. I don't have to be the strongest in battle. I don't have to be the richest in the room because I know the God who can keep me. I know the God who can help me make it. I know the God who can help me see me through. I'm not worried about being the fastest, the strongest, the richest, because I know I can make it. Right now, lift him up, because he's worthy. Amen. Amen, amen. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on. Good time for invitation. How can I say thanks for the things you've done for me? Things so undeserved, but you gave to prove your love to me. The voices of a million angels cannot express my gratitude. All that I am and hope to be, I owe it all, all to thee. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To Thing he has done 
Just let me live my life. Let it be pleasing in thy sight. And if I gain any praise, let it go to God who will help you to make it. And when you make it, you can give him all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Bible simply says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Come on, give your life to Jesus this morning. Come on, come on, come on. Has it done to come be the glory to God be the glory. Come on, come on, somebody. To pray Lord we thank you Lord we thank you that that in this life I don't have to run the fastest that in this life I don't have to be the strongest that in this life I don't have to be the smartest but I thank God I know somebody who is omnipotent he is the strongest he is omniscient he is the smartest and I thank you God for always being 
my leaning post. I thank you, God, for always being the God who I can look into the hills from which cometh my help, and all my help comes from Him, the Maker of the heavens and the earth. Lord, all I got to do is remember that a long time ago you made the heavens and the earth, and if you made the heavens and the earth, you sure got the power to keep my life. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, for, for those in the sanctuary and those on the outside virtually, Lord, if they don't know you in the free pardon of the sin, Lord, let your Holy Spirit touch the very heart of their soul and let them give their lives to you, Lord. But those of us who are in here who already know you are dealing with struggling, with pain, with, with affliction, Lord, build us up in the most holy faith let us know today you let us know today lord that you're always there and you're never gonna leave us nor are you gonna forsake us lord we thank you that we can make it because you already made a way lord this is our prayer pray it in jesus name amen 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 you may be seated through communion we ask our officers to come glory to God be the glory for the things for That's our own Deacon Donald Wise. Lead us to the throne of grace.
omitted to my left, anyone in the center been omitted, anyone on the right, just want to remember with our communion, your bread is on the bottom. Just remember that. Blood Jesus shed for me. lift your voice.
Bible declares that on the night Jesus was betrayed, said in that upper room, he took the bread and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Take, eat ye all of it. In the same manner, he took the cup. He said, the cup represents the new covenant in my blood. Take, drink ye all of it for the remission of sin. It says, for as often as ye do this, ye do show the Lord's death until he comes. Well, give God praise for what Jesus has done, is doing. Amen. 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 You brothers may be seated. And we are on our way home. Thank God again for this young preacher. Amen. Minister Reverend Japaris Kias, God's preacher. Amen. Huh? love him to death and thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for understanding his assignment. God didn't call us to get cheers. God called us to tell his word to a dying world. And I thank God that he's able to stand flat-footed and give you what thus saith the Lord. A couple of notes um, as we prepare to to um, move ourselves from this place but never from our the presence of the fair god we serve um if you will save the date december the 3rd at 4 p.m we are joining the lilburn parade uh, our very own we are, salem will have its very own float amen amen we are a more than 188 year rock or bedrock in this community so we thank god being able to do that um want to thank god for all of you in your giving and in your gifts, uh, your faithfulness and stewardship. I want to thank God for uh, all who give and continue to give the ministry of the Salem Missionary Baptist Church here in Lilburn, Georgia, because you give not to just the church, but you give to the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. If there are those who brought gifts this morning as we uh, leave this place, there are receptacles both to my left and your right and my right and your left as you leave. I want to ask continued prayer for members in our uh, congregation who are dealing with sickness, but also dealing with the chilly hand of death. Uh, we want to lift up uh, Michael Hector and family. We want to lift up Curtis Raines Jr. and family uh, in the passing of loved ones. Um, all in our family who are dealing with death, not just recent death, but death. Uh, that still lingers with us. I want to thank God um, for your prayers and ask you to continue prayers for those families that are dealing with uh, sickness and death. Um, before we leave this morning, I do have one announcement to come from a special uh, individual. Um, uh, Jasmine Clark, who is a representative in our state Congress, is going to come, uh, if you will, and come on right now to give us and very serious announcement of what is to come. Amen. Can you hear me? Right, here we go. Good morning, Salem family. Good morning. Good morning. I am State Representative Dr. Jasmine Clark. I am the State Representative for the Lilburn area. We are currently sitting in House.
House District 108, in which I represent at the state capitol downtown. And uh, I was recently reelected uh, a few weeks ago. So I want to say thank you to those who could vote for me, those who could not. I just want to say thank you to those who were able to vote. And I want to remind you all that we are not done voting yet. I know we're Amen, tired, amen. But we have another election day coming up. December 6th is the runoff election for the, the last Senate seat in um, Congress, so in Washington, D.C., and so we need you to show up one more time. Right now, early voting will start a week from today, but it is very possible after a judge ruled that it is okay that we might have early voting starting on Saturday. So I would like for you all to go ahead and make plans for yourself and for any eligible voters that you know in your family, friends, cousins, aunts, uncles, whomever, make those plans to vote between either Saturday or Sunday and next Friday, December 2nd, if you want to vote early. But if you cannot vote early, please make plans to vote on December the 6th, which is a Tuesday, at your designated polling precinct. So you can go to the Gwinnett County website to find the early voting sites. The closest one to here where we're sitting today is the Mountain Park Aquatic Center. That's for early voting. Otherwise, on election day, December 6th, you will vote at your designated polling precinct. We need as many people to show up that showed up in November. You showed up for me. I'm asking you all to show up one more time. Thank you, church family. Amen. 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 Tuesday, December 6th, if you cannot vote early, go ahead and put that on Facebook. Go ahead and post it to Instagram. Uh, maybe don't tweet it. I'm glad y'all with me. I'm glad y'all with me. But, but go ahead and make sure, you know, put it in your calendar right now. Amen. I know everybody got the phone out. The Falcons haven't started yet. Amen. It's all right. Amen. Amen. If you would, rest on your feet. God be with you till we meet again. One thing I, I we can, you can go ahead and play, sir. One thing, just want to kind of give uh, give um, a shout out to our own Reverend Richard Atkinson. His birthday is today. Amen. 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 I, I don't, not, but God, God, thank God for him. Thank God for his uh, gift to the body. Amen. God be with you. God, God be with you. May God. May he be with you, may God, God be with you, until we meet again, God, may he be with you, may God, May he be with you. May God be with you. 
until we meet up again. Now unto him, Lord have mercy, who's able to keep us from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God be glory, be majesty, be dominion and authority. May that be with us now, henceforth, and forevermore, and the people of God say, Amen. 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 God's peace be with you. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.